Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Back At You with Brandon. I'm your host, Brandon Lord. How is everyone doing? Uh, I'm not well. Just kidding. I mean, I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow I have to go to the dentist. I have to get a crown in. And it's really not going to be that big of a deal. My dentist is like five minutes away. And I think it should be relatively quick, but I just hate going to the dentist. Does anyone else? It's literally the worst, especially like a cleaning and just like hearing the drilling like so close to your face and then they're just fucking stabbing your teeth. They're just stabbing them. And then it it, like after they're done, like I genuinely believe I'm like my mouth, it has to be a bloodbath. It has to be like they're just scraping. And then they're just like, oh, you're bleeding because you don't floss. (laughs) And it's like, I don't floss as often as I should, but I'm pretty sure I'm bleeding because you just fucking gutted my gums. Anyways, um, yeah, I've had a very big dental journey recently. My one tooth, you know, I procrastinated. It was my fault because it had been fucked up for a while. A tooth I had had a filling on, I think the filling came out or something, and then it just became really sensitive, and, like, this was, like, a while ago. But the pain kind of went away, so I kind of forgot about it. It would come back every now and then, but then it would just go away, and I needed to go to a new dentist anyway because with COVID, I hadn't been to a dentist in a while, and yada, yada, yada. But... So I procrastinated, and then it got so bad, like, just randomly, I couldn't eat on the left side of my mouth. I had intense, like, random tooth pains. Like, if I would accidentally take a bite on the left side of my mouth, a pain would just shoot up to my entire face and just give me, like, a headache. And it was just the worst feeling in the world. I almost was brought to tears once. Like, not to be dramatic, but honestly, tooth pain is truly the worst pain. And it was just awful. So I finally went to the dentist. I got a root canal. That was also an intense process because they did like this pain tolerance test. I don't know why. Just to figure out, I guess, how much they needed to numb my mouth, which hot tip, just fill it like with the full fucking syringe. Just put all the numbing in it. Okay, I don't want to feel a thing. And so they did that. They put like, I don't know, they sprayed like the ice, like, I I don't know exactly, but they, but they, they sprayed some icy shit on like a Q-tip and they put it on my gum. And when I tell you the, like, I let out like a, oh, like (laughs) couldn't even like hold it in. It like the pain, I could feel it shoot up from my mouth to my forehead and I got an instant headache. It was the worst feeling it was so bad. And the thing, <clears throat> oh my god, I'm like choking up just thinking about it now. Um, the thing is, they did a few more of those because they would put the numbing and then they'd wait. And then they were like, okay, let's try it again. And I would still feel it. Granted, the other times they did it, although I'd feel pain, it would be for like a second and it didn't give me a headache or anything like that. But it was still like, y'all, just to put all the fucking numbing, put the most numbing, put every numbing solution you have in this office, in my mouth. I don't want to feel shit. I don't want to feel my face. I don't want to feel my, like, gums. I don't want to feel anything. Just do it. And, um, they eventually got it right and they did it. So I got a root canal and then now I have a temporary crown and they're going to put in, um, 
the well after I got a root canal actually I had to get my wisdom teeth out which wasn't that bad I just got the top ones out so it wasn't as painful as like I hear the bottom ones is where the real issues come in but yeah I did all that got a temporary crown now and now I'm gonna get a permanent crown long story short I'm pretty sure none of y'all care but that's my tooth journey anyways let's get on to some celebrity news so my first story I'm not gonna touch on it too much because this girl does not deserve that much of my time um, or anyone's time, but Jamie Lynn Spears went on Good Morning America to promote her memoir, and in this interview, she broke down into tears about her sister Brittany, because, you know, her sister Brittany had her sister, why am I saying her sister Brittany? Brittany fucking Spears. She called out Jamie Lynn a while ago for being a shitty sister and profiting off her conservatorship and not checking in on her. And she recently unfollowed her on Instagram, and Jamie has been getting, like, a fuck ton of hate, like, online about all of this. Like, nobody likes Jamie Lynn anymore. And so she broke down, and she's like, I don't understand. I've always been there for my sister, and she knows this, but whatever. I don't know how we got to here. And all this shit about how I've tried to help her get out of the conservatorship and presented ways, and I never meant to take any funds, and if I did, it was a mistake. Girl, it's just a little too late, a little too long, and I can't wait. Bitch, you are too late. So sorry. Shout out to you, Jojo. Um, But, you know, maybe, like, if you would have showed some support for your sister publicly before you were trying to promote your memoir, you could have had half a leg to stand on. But even then, probably not, because it seems like you've been shitty for years. And Brittany called you out, and now you want sympathy. But guess what? No one's going to buy your shitty book. Actually, I'm sure some people will, just to find out what's going on. But she mentioned how it started when she was 17, and she was, like, young and didn't really know much about it, which, okay, I can understand that, but you're not 17, and you haven't been 17 for quite a while now, so I'm sure you probably were exposed to what it was and were able to do your own research, and I'm sure maybe even Brittany tried to tell you. But, you know, for whatever reason, you decided to ignore all that and leave her in it, and now... Everyone hates you. So sorry, Jamie. I hope you sell a lot of copies of your book. Not really. Fuck you. Um, um, Next story. Um, It happened just today. Honestly, I felt like this was going to be a reality TV heavy episode, which it will be, which honestly most of my episodes are. But MGK and Megan Fox got engaged, which, you know, isn't exactly surprising. They've been dating, I think for, I want to say two years now, for a little bit now. And they've shown to be very obsessed with one another. You know, I like them for the most part. They can be creepy, but I think they're relatively good looking and not, they could be more annoying. And I remember when They first, I think they met, which kind of ties into reality TV, on fucking Randall Emmett's film, The Switchblade and the Midnight Switchgrass, what the fuck is it called? Midnight Switchblade in the Grass? Something like that. And I'm not looking it up, because I heard the movie sucked, and fuck Randall. Um, But they met there. I remember watching the Bloody Valentine music video. And I love that song, and Megan Fox was in it, and it was a great music video. She looked amazing, and I was like, oh, they'd be really good together. And honestly, I support all this. However, she did have an interesting Instagram caption. Let me read it. In July of 2020, we sat under this 
Banyan tree. Is it Banyan or Banyan? I, I don't know. I My apologies if I don't say it correctly. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. Unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. <laughs> Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together, and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes. And then we drank each other's blood. Look, I, um, I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer growing up, so <laughs> I feel <laughs> in that show there was, like, a lot of blood drinking, so it, I, I don't know, reading that didn't weird me out too much, but also, like, I wonder if they really did drink each other's blood, um, that's interesting, is that safe? I don't know, um, good for them, um, the ring is interesting, you know, a lot of celebrities I've seen have been doing this like two stone thing and she has like a diamond and an emerald I don't know how I feel about it I don't know I just feel like with green I'm just thinking as far as like will it match every outfit which I guess it doesn't really matter but I don't know I'm not a fan of the emerald with it like it's pretty but eh the first person I saw do something like this was Ariana Grande with the pearl and the diamond. And when I first saw it, I didn't like it. But looking back, I actually kind of really like it. So, I don't know. But I'm sure she loves it. And good for them. My final story, which will ultimately lead to reality TV, as it always does. Um, Lindsay and Carl from Summer House have made it official that they are dating. And quite honestly, it's not surprising at all. There's been very, like, there's been a lot of rumors for a few months now that they've been dating, they've been posting pictures as if they're a couple. And so it's been pretty obvious. But you know what? Regardless, I'm very happy for them. Carl seems to be in a great place with his sobriety. He looks better than ever. He sounds better than ever. I think, you know, this is good. Lindsay also seems to be doing well, although in this upcoming season of Summer House, which premieres on Monday, I'm so excited. Um, she seems to be a little, like, you know, playing the field, getting with a lot of people, which good for her. So, you know, a bit all over the place in regards to, you know, the men. And, like, I say that mostly because it seems like she might be getting with Austin and, like, ugh. Anyways. Um, but, you know, it's, sh they said, I think Carl said in the interview that it really, their relationship or, like, them kind of start and uh, like at the end of the season like at Kyle and Amanda's wedding so it seems to be promising you know they tried to date a few seasons ago I think season four and that didn't end well at all you know Carl wasn't in a good place Lindsay I don't think was really in that good of a place either and it was very tumultuous so I have hope that this is gonna like last and that they're gonna go the long haul you know they're best friends so you know with them dating i think it makes sense and i'm happy for them with that being said let's get into some reality tv 
So I kind of want to start with Summer House because although the premiere hasn't happened yet, there was a sneak peek that was released and the first seven minutes of the premiere. Now with the first seven minutes of the premiere, nothing really happened. It was just a bunch of them showing up to the house, but it was still nice to see and it was like fun and you kind of got to see one of the new cast members, Maya, and she seems really cool. So it made me very excited for the rest of the episode, which I hear is supposed to be intense because... Well, there's a sneak peek, which I'll get into in just a second. But, you know, Lindsay's supposed to be revealing something crazy to Carl, which maybe with the recent news, it's something about being in love with him. But I imagine maybe it'll be something else since things don't really start with them or isn't supposed to start with them until later on in the season. I don't know, but we'll see. Andrea and Paige are going to have their thing. But in the sneak peek that was also released... (sighs) Kyle and Amanda. So Kyle stays out, I think it was until three in the morning or very, very late. And Amanda's calling him like 30 plus times and he's not answering. She freaks out, starts crying, smashing his shit. She ends up packing his stuff and puts it um, outside at the front door. And then Paige and Sierra go to console her because they hear the ruckus And she's just in hysterics and she's just crying. She's just like, my worst fear is that he'll get drunk and cheat on me and not even remember that he cheated on me because he blacked out. And I'm like, girl, oh my God. This was like, okay. This scene honestly could have been plucked from like any other season. Like, I'm actually genuinely shocked that this is from this season. Like, I know in the trailer, it like shows that they're gonna have, like, trouble this season, and people are questioning whether or not they'll make it down the aisle. Spoiler alert, they do. But, I don't know. I didn't expect it to be something like this. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. And that's just really embarrassing. Not gonna lie. (laughs) It's embarrassing. And, like, I was rooting for them, and, like, still am, because they get married, whatever, but, like, last season, they were really good, and it seemed like, wow, they actually made a lot of progress and seemed to be in a healthy relationship, and now it just seems like, I I don't know. Like, my thing is this. I think Kyle shouldn't be going out that late, and if he is, he should have his phone and be responding to Amanda and keeping her updated, at the very least. Um, But also, because he knows that she doesn't like that, and she has her insecurities. However, Amanda, if you have, like, your biggest fear is that your significant other is going to black out and cheat on you and not remember, and you really don't trust him completely, or it seems like you don't, um, why are you getting married to him? Like, what's going on here? I'm a little, like, I don't know. Like, it's almost like, I feel like maybe she feels obligated to get married to him, or just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, clearly, like, and I get it, because he had cheated on her before. So, like, her lack of trust is, I think, justified, or her fear, I guess, is justified. But that shows to me, like, she's not over it. And I don't know if Kyle's done the work to earn his trust back. Like, I don't know. It's very um, disheartening and kind of sucks. But, you know, the premiere seems like it's going to come in with a bang and it's going to be really good. And I'm excited. 
let's move on to Vanderpump Rules. So this week's episode was really good. Like, I liked this week's episode a lot. You know, I feel like the latter half of this season has really picked up, and it's got me excited for there to be another season. I really hope there is another one. Um, it starts off with Brock's photo shoot, which was very nice, and Lala noticed that too, because she commented on how, wow, this is a really big production, where'd you get this money? Because you're not paying child support, because you don't have enough money, and, um, you know, is it hypocritical for her to say that? Because Randall has had child support issues in the past? Yes. Is she wrong? No, she's not. So, you know, um, my, you know, this is a thought I had a while after watching the episode. I was wondering, I was like, you know, this is a nice photo shoot and like everyone looks good and it's nice production and all that. But, you know, this is for an app for like working out at home. Like it's called Homebody. So wouldn't like the shoot be like people working out from home? Like... I feel like that would make sense or sell it more. Because right now, the shoot is, like, just a blue background in, like, homebody merch. So, like, I I mean, I I don't know. Like, it was nice, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it could have gone in a different direction. But, you know, regardless, good for him. Um, you know, I want to start this off by saying that at the beginning, Sheena really made me proud this episode. You know, they she had that scene with um, Brock where they did their prenup, and she was really on her P's and Q's. Like, she was dotting her I's and crossing the T's. Like, it showed she was really looking out for herself, and she learned a lot from her marriage with Shay because she got fucked in that and lost a bunch of money. So I was like, wow, okay, even though this whole relationship with Brock is a walking red flag. At least she's being smart moving forward and making sure she's covered and safe if they were to get a divorce. So that's good. I'm like, wow, Sheena, you're really, like, you're you're smart. I, I like this. You know, it then goes to their engagement or their proposal. Brock proposes to Sheena. It's not that surprising. She's known this is coming. Um, but, you know, a bit underwhelmed with the presentation. It was by a glass window next to traffic. You could hear cars honking. There were some balloons, but it felt very, like, makeshift, like, proposal setup. And it didn't make much sense to me, because his whole thing has been like, oh, she deserves the best, and I want to give her the best and all she deserves, and I don't want to, like, do the bare minimum. Yet, you propose next to traffic with just a few balloons, and you want to have a secret wedding at somebody else's engagement party. Um, okay. But, you know, the proposal itself was kind of sweet. Like, they were, like, crying. And I was like, oh, okay. They, like, love each other. Good for them. But then, where Sheena loses me, and she didn't at first, because he brings up the idea of the secret wedding to her after he proposes. And she, at first, like, going into it was just like, oh, no. Like, we can't, like, I don't even want to wear my ring. Like, no, we can't take away. But then he's like, well, hold on, you know, Tom and Ariana, they'll help us and it'll be secret. No one will know. And then she's just like, wow, actually, you know, as long as no one knows, like, this could be fun. Like, who cares? Like, no one will know. And like, I don't need a big to-do wedding. Like, this is perfect. And it's just like, Sheena, 
please don't be tacky. Please. And I know it's hard for you because your style sucks. You're not good at home decor. And you used to just have canvases of yourself over your bullshit apartment you had with Shay. But please, get some couth. Why... Like, what? I know, like, I get maybe, okay, you don't want a big wedding, sure, like, whatever, you already had one, fine. But at least have some sense to know how bad it looks to have a secret wedding at one of your best friend's engagement party. Like, are you, like, like, what the fuck? I'm like, I was really disappointed. I'm like, Sheena, like, I thought you were, like, gonna be, like, the voice of reason. And now you're just, like, all in with it. And I just, like, do not respect it. Um, while they're having all that happen, Ariana and Katie are meeting with Randall to get him to loan them $200,000 for something about her. Ariana's a little late because she's stuck with a notary refinancing her loan, which she got $3,000 off her mortgage, so good for her. But, um, you know, Randall did that whole thing where it was just like, oh, well, you know, she couldn't have scheduled that for any other time. Like, I'm setting my timer for 30 minutes. And Katie's like, why would she schedule this at this time? Like, I wouldn't. And people were giving her shit, like, kind of all episode. But my thing is, like... I mean, she shouldn't have been late, but also it's fucking Randall. Like, he's trash. I hope they're not getting, like, any... Like, I hope he's not an investor in the restaurant at this point. Especially after, like, him and Lala broke up and all that. I hope they have other investors and figured something else out. Because they do not need Randall Emmett involved in their restaurant. But they ultimately sell it to him. Like, he didn't give a for sure answer of whether he was going to do it, but I'm sure he'll end up saying yes in next week's episode. And um, they're going to name a sandwich after him. I hope they don't. The name isn't even good. It's like a Randall Emmett production. A very long name for a sandwich. And it doesn't even sound like an appetizing sandwich. You know, the whole episode is leading up to going to James and Raquel's engagement party. And, you know, as we all know, Raquel broke things off with James. And she recently was on Sheena's podcast, Shenanigans. And um, she went into kind of more details about what made her decide to end things and how she did it. And it was during um, this past Thanksgiving, I guess James and her dad or somebody in her family got into an argument. And she kind of got like a glimpse into their future about like how family holidays would go and she just didn't like that. And there was just a lot of things, like James' temper, like him kind of being controlling, I think. And she was just like, I'm out of here. But she was worried because she knows James has a temper, so she didn't want to, like, bring it up right away. And, like, I think maybe her mom or somebody was like, you need an escape plan. Like, it was, like, wild. But she ultimately ended up just telling him. And he was actually very calm and listened. And, like, they ended, like, well. And so she went into details about that. So... Keeping that in mind while watching their engagement party unfold, um, the location is amazing. It's, like, beautiful. It's this wonderful castle-like thing. Like, it looks like they're in Italy. Like, I love the rooms and, like, the tubs that are just in the middle of the room. Like, it looks really nice. I want to go there. But, um, not too much happens there as of yet. You know, they go wine-tasting. They have the dinner where, um, Ariana calls out James for, like, 
having a temper and freaking out on a lot of people lately because I guess he did recently with her because she was on FaceTime with Raquel and was kind of checking in on her and like talking about James and then he went off on Ariana because he overheard and like he had went off bad on Brock last episode. So they all kind of talk things out and like they end up making amends. But, um, you know, also throughout um, the episode... Sandoval's kind of expressing how he's very nervous about the secret wedding and he doesn't know if it's the best idea, but he still wants to support Sheena and Brock because, you know, he's really close with them, but he also feels bad because he's close with James and he knows it's kind of shitty. So he's kind of going back and forth. I feel like based off the preview for next week, they're going to end up not doing it because in the preview for next week, Sheena ends up telling a lot of them that... They're engaged, and I'm assuming she's going to tell them about the secret wedding because Lala ends up pulling James aside and lets him know. And then the preview ends with him being like, one second. And, like, it looks like he's going to, like, confront Brock and Sheena. So that's wild. Also, next week, it seems as though Ariana and Lala are going to get into another disagreement where Lala's like, I'll teach you how to be cool later, bitch. And Ariana's like, oh, babe, I was born fucking cool. And I both love and hate, kind of, when they argue, because it's pretty interesting. I kind of want them to argue more. Because, like, the first episode, they, like, got in a really bad argument, and it was very entertaining. And now it's the last episode, and they're getting an argument. But there hasn't really been any in-between. But I do kind of also want them to get along, because I did like their friendship like, in the earlier seasons, so I'm a bit torn. With that being said, um, Lala and James were on Watch What Happens Live, and I really liked it. You know, they're both going through really big public breakups right now, and they both seem to be taking it really well. I really liked Lala on Watch What Happens Live. Like, she looked really good. She was answering a lot of the questions. She seems to be very, like, I don't know, aware and, like, kind of, I would say, growing and reflecting from the situation with Randall. She acknowledges that, you know, maybe she could have been a little nicer when it came to the Brock and Sheena stuff and that it could seem a little hypocritical now. But she also acknowledges that both things can be true. Like, her situation could be fucked, but also, like, she's not necessarily wrong about Brock and Sheena, which I agree with. She also, which was pretty shocking, says how she actually really likes Randall's ex-wife and feels really bad about her and, like, how Lala and Randall's relationship started and felt like it was very, like, gross and built on a lot of lies. And it was like, damn, you're publicly saying this. I knew there was, like, you know, it was, I don't know if it was public knowledge or there's, like, rumors that, like, she broke them up, but based off what she's saying, it seems as though there was something, like, shady. And that was cool of her to kind of acknowledge. She seems to just be focusing on Ocean, and, you know, Andy had asked, oh, does this mean that you and James are going to get together? Because a lot of people have been thinking that's going to happen since, you know, they've had a pass and they're both now single. And, you know, they didn't seem exactly opposed to it, but I don't think they're doing anything right now. And 
Do I think that they'll end up together? Maybe. Lala made a good point. She's like, I don't know if James is ready to be a stepfather. And I agree. Um, yeah, I might be moving towards, um, being a Lala, I don't know, fan again, but liking Lala again, I should say. Um, I don't like that she's been coming from a girl, Ariana, though. That needs to stop. But other than that, you know, she's cool or she's getting cooler. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for her. Okay. Even though I know like she started off as the mistress and all that. And she even said she ignored the red flags with Randall, and there were a lot. But, you know, she seems to be very reflective now. And she seems to be, like, working towards getting in a good headspace. So, I wish her nothing but the best. And, you know, James seemed pretty level-headed and cool, too. And him and Raquel are on good terms. So, good for both of them. Um, Now let's move on to The Real Housewives of Orange County. I gotta say, I am loving this season of Orange County. It's honestly been so entertaining, and I love, I'm not going to say I love everyone, but I really like the cast, I like the dynamics, I like the drama, and, you know, this season's really good. Anyone who says otherwise, I think they just really, they just don't want to like it, because this season's delivering. With that being said, let's get into the episode. So, look, I said in my last Orange County recap that... I appreciate Heather's return, but I'm not really liking her all that much, and I stand by that, but I do really like her whole thing with her daughter. Her daughter, Max, seems really cool. I like how accepting Heather was to her being bisexual, and how she's supporting her with her book, and I just, I like all of that. I think, to me, that shows that you know, Heather, she has her flaws and all that, and she's probably an narcissist and, like, you know, a little, huh? But I think deep down she is, like, a good person, and I really appreciate that. Noella's divorce, like, it just gets more and more weird to me. Like, when she's talking to Gina, and she's like, guess what? I tracked James down. Guess the continent. South Africa? Bitch of fucking Gina. I can't with her. But, um, it's just the way she presents it, it's just very odd, and it's just weirding me out. Like, something seems to be missing. I don't know what it is, but something's just not adding up. But, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. However, Noella wins me back when she goes to meet with Heather. Now, she goes to Heather's house to meet, because Heather wants to meet with her to kind of talk about how, you know, she's heard Noella's been talking shit about her, and she wants to know why. So Noella arrives at Hotel Dubrow, and <laughs> fucking Heather's doing, like, a video um, about some s- supplement. I don't even remember. She's doing a video about something, promoting some product, and ha- Noella walks in and is like, hey, and Heather's, like, shushing her, being like, no, no, be quiet, like, no, 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 like, putting her hand over, her finger over her mouth, just to let her know she needs to finish up, and Noella's just like, girl, like, you picked the time, why are you doing this now? Oh, yeah, because you want me to be impressed with your infomercial, and you want me to, like, kiss your fucking ass, but I'm not impressed, And I'm like, damn, Noelle may have spilled with that. She also continues when they go to talk in Heather's podcast studio, and there's nothing but pictures and stuff about Heather all over the walls. And Noelle is just like, 
this fucking shrine is creepy. And you know what? If I wasn't so disturbed, I might be impressed. But she's a true narcissist. And I'm like, damn, Noella, fucking dragon hunter. But I'm here for it. She's low-key not wrong. Like, I get, okay, having some pictures of you. But she really did have, like, a shrine of herself in her studio. But, so they talk. And Heather's just like, you know, Nicole had told me that you called me a fake bitch. And Noella does apologize. She's like, I was emotional. I'm really mad at James. And it was just like misguided anger. And Heather's like, that's what I figured. But then, you know, I hear from Gina that you're saying I can't be trusted. And I find that a little odd. I don't know why you would say I can't be trusted, but you want to be my friend and I'm confused. And (laughs) Noella's just like, well, you know... I talked to Nicole after your party and it was disturbing because there was a major shift in her that I noticed after Nicole talked to both you and your husband. And Heather was like, about what? And she's like, about the lawsuit. And I know Heather was pissed about her bringing up the lawsuit on camera again. But I guess what Noella's kind of alluding to is maybe the Dubros threatened Nicole not to mention the lawsuit again on camera or maybe not threaten, but, um, or maybe, maybe did, did Heather pull one of those, if you ever come after my family again, to Nicole? Like, I don't know, but Noelle, I guess, sensed a shift and kind of made it seem like maybe Heather, like, asked her not to talk about it again, and she was disturbed by that. And, um, Heather's confused. She's like, well, that has nothing to do with you. Like, why would you, like, I don't under, I don't understand how that would make you not trust me. Like, that has nothing to do with you. And then Noella's like, well, I mean, how, why would I trust you? The first time I met you, like, was at your house and you were, like, slamming people against walls. And Heather's like, slamming people against walls? And she's like, yeah, it was by the stairs. I heard it. Now, Noella kind of contradicts herself here. Because she says that to Heather. But in her interview, she says that she was told that Heather was, like, pushing people or slamming people against walls. And in the clip it shows, she's, like, asking, I don't know if it's one of the cameramen or somebody on crew. And I'm wondering if somebody like production or someone in the crew told her that that's what was happening. And she can't just say that. But my thing is this. She kind of lost me a little with that. Not gonna lie. Because to Heather, she's saying she heard it. But then she's saying in the interview that she was told it. And my thing is like, I don't know if I think Heather was slamming people against walls. Maybe she was slamming stuff against walls or like throwing things. I don't know. Maybe she was upset upstairs. I can't see her like going like full fucking Hulk. And just like like Hulk smash like people into walls like I, I I don't know if I see that as a thing so I don't know I I don't know if I believe Noella on that one like maybe but I don't know I just don't see it breaking news that was corny um hey everyone so I'm currently editing the podcast episode and you know some news was just brought to me on Instagram and by brought to me I mean I follow Heather Dubrow and she posted something um anyways so she posted screenshots of 
a text exchange with her and Noella. And in this text exchange, she says, I'm glad you're free tomorrow. Thank you for coming to my place. We have a whole weekend of shows at Shop HQ, so I'm a little locked in. Hope things are better in your world. See you tomorrow. Heart emoji. And Noella hearted it. And in her caption, Heather says, when you thank her for coming to your house to clear the air and move forward because you're working all weekend and she comes over and pretends not to know and trashes your business and your character. Well, all of this and more at the reunion. Gina commented some heart emojis. Emily said she can't wait for the reunion. So I don't know. This is kind of showing that Noella saying the whole she didn't know that Heather was filming something, you know, it's kind of showing that Noella maybe was lying about that and that Heather did kind of warn her like, hey, we're kind of fitting all this Shop HQ stuff in, so I'm glad you made time and all that. So I don't know. It's making me, I still kind of agree with a lot of the stuff Noella said as far as like, you know, Heather wants to feel like the ladies are impressed and it's probably a bit of a narcissist but I mean so is Noella and this is kind of showing that Noella might not be um that honest and like might just be making stuff up for some drama and storyline I don't know you know I did say her whole divorce thing is a little weird so I guess we'll just have to wait and see um anyways back to the episode the episode then kind of cuts to Max's book party, and it seemed like a good time. Emily, oh my god, I gotta say, I like Emily a lot. I think she's just like, you know, I said before she's kind of boring, but she's been less boring this season, and like, drunk Emily is the best. I even liked her earlier in the episode when she was in the sauna with Dr. Jen and, um, Heather, and she was eating a turkey sandwich, and it was just, she's been funny, like, I really like Emily, and so she's fucking sloshed at this party, and she's talking to Dr. Jen about her ex that sued her, and yeah, because that was another thing early in the episode, Dr. Jen had, I don't know why I say Dr. Jen, I feel like they always say Dr. Jen, but I, I just want to say Jen, but then am I getting confused with Jen Shaw? I don't know, I'll just keep saying Dr. Jen, I guess. Earlier in the episode, she was opening up about how her ex had sued her, I think, like, when she first got married to her current husband, Ryan. Um, his name's Ryan, but he changed it to Ryan. It was, like, R-Y-N-E. Um, I don't know why he would do that, but good for him. Um, but anyways, I guess the ex had sued her, saying that she owed him money for, like, all the stuff he got her or whatever. I don't know. But Emily was questioning. was just like, did your husband, did he pay for you, like, to go to school? Like, is that the money he wants back? Like, why did you like him? Did you like him because of his looks? Or just to be honest, you liked him because of the money. It was the money, wasn't it? It was the money. And Jen's denying it. And she's like, no, it was, um his personality, believe it or not. And she's like, no, it fucking wasn't. Gina! 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 She said it was the personality! No! <laughs> Gina's like, do I have to take you home, Emily? Like, you're fucking drunk. What is going on? Um, But it was just so funny. I really liked it. And then Emily was, like, funny with Shane. She was funny with the bartender. I'm loving Emily. 
And Heather is planning this trip to Cabo and she's doing this whole thing, which I hate, where she's like, I don't know if I want to invite Noella and da 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 da. And it's like, look, this is a cast trip. I don't, like, you don't, like, shut up. Stop saying you don't want to invite one of the six housewives. You all need to go. It's a cast trip. This isn't, like, an intimate, like, oh, birthday party or dinner or anything like that. Like, it's a cast trip to Cabo. Noella needs to go. And based off the preview for next week when they go to Cabo, Noella does end up showing up. So, that's good. The episode pretty much ends with that, and honestly, I really enjoyed this episode, and again, I really like this season. Like, this is a good cast, and it was a good reboot. I'm liking it a lot. Um, despite, I saw something where it was just like, last week, I guess, had the lowest ratings in OC history, or in a long time, I don't know. But to me, I'm kind of like, I don't pay attention to ratings that much. I don't know if they matter, like, as long as it's not like zero, like... I just feel like there's so much, like, with streaming, like, not as much people are watching cable. A lot of people are, like, recording the episode anyways. Like, I don't know. I, sh- I don't pay too much attention to ratings. I'm like, as long as people are talking about it online and, like, people are tweeting about it and, like, a lot of people, I feel like it's fine. So, Emily was on Watch What Happens Live with Adriana from Real Housewives of Miami, and it was really good. I get the sense, though, that... Emily and Noella aren't good anymore. She was kind of throwing shade, and she alluded to later on in the season things change. So that's a bit unfortunate, but I'm wondering if things are going to start to unravel maybe with Noella and like certain stuff about, I don't know, the divorce or other things are going to come forward that make the ladies turn on her. I don't know. Um, I didn't really talk about Shannon in this episode but like she didn't really do anything like she was in Nashville with her family and like I don't know I like Shannon I felt bad for her with the whole Heather thing but her story's not that interesting like she's still talking about her fucking divorce like she got divorced years ago years to what the why'd I add a t she got divorced years ago like get over it like not to sound like that but like come on like you're in a whole nother relationship, and it seems good. Like, I don't know. I just want her to move on, but whatever. Anyways, with that being said, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening, and make sure you know to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other listening platforms. Um, Talk to you guys next time. Bye!